Nolan Walker here with Roofers Paradise. I'd like you to consider being a guest. If you've got a great story to tell uh, for your roofing company, you don't have to be a client of Roofing Webmasters. We'll have you on the show. Uh, check us out at roofersparadise.show. Shoot us an email, or you can call us from the phone number you'll find on roofingwebmasters.com. But I'd love to hear from you and maybe have you as a guest on Roofers Paradise. Wanted to welcome everyone to Roofers Paradise. I'm with Mike Matarazza. Uh, Mike is a business coach, and Mike is my business coach. Um, Mike, I did want to. Uh, I did a podcast the other day with uh, someone who coaches specifically for um, restoration companies, I guess, or storm restoration. Uh-huh. But I wanted everybody to meet you because I, I I've been working with Mike for. I, Mike, I think it's going on four to five year range at this point. I'm not, yeah, four yeah. years, maybe. Um, but let me give me two minutes to intro you properly. And then I'll sure. Um, so I guess uh, one thing I wanted to say about it is that for me personally, it's been invaluable to have you as a coach. And I guess I, I think everybody should have a coach. I was sitting, I've told you the story. My wife uh, and I were speaking I think it was 2018, so it's 2022, um, and we had just gotten back from Maui where we kind of and moved back to Fort Worth. And my wife was talking to me. I remember where we were standing and we were talking, and she said, "You're basically," she said, "You're incorrigible. You should get a, a business coach." <laughs> um, and I said, "You know what? Okay. Uh, okay." And I said, "You know," she's like, "You don't listen to anybody anymore." And I said, "Well." not a lot of smart people to talk to anymore. So I don't know what to tell you, but uh, she kind of looked at me and said, yeah, you should really get a business coach. I said, you know what? That's, that's some good criticism. I'll accept that criticism. And I think I called you that same day um, uh-huh. and left a message for you. And then we did like a 15 minute free call after that. But my wife, what she really meant was, Hey, Nolan, you need to go get someone that can do some psychotherapy on you and get them to, you know, act the way I want you to act or agree with the stuff that I want you to agree with. I think that's what she meant. But anyway, that's how my whole thing started. And I kind of took off after this. I'll say for me personally, too, Mike, that I had every I, I was I felt like I was just always right there at greatness. You know, I, I felt like I had it all together, but there was just something kind of missing. Like I could touch it, but it was just fake right like I it it seemed like some sort of sci-fi movie where I could stick my hand through to the other dimension but I couldn't really get in there I felt kind of stuck in like some sort of alternate reality that wasn't the one that I was telling myself I was going to get and and at the time I was 44 or 45 years old and my thought process was I probably need a coach I have something I I'm doing something wrong and it could be minor, but if I'm doing something wrong, I'm not, and I haven't changed it by now. I need some help. So, yeah. yeah. yeah so anyway, if, you know, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't know if I have, a, if you want to just intro yourself or I had a questions for you, but um, you know, like what, what you think holds most people back and, and what are some common things that you find when you start working with someone or, or, or if you want Got to just it. intro who you are and what you do, because you, I've, yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll do a bit of both, knowing because I mean, you know, it's fair enough if 
uh, while I am your coach, I know people trust you and like your podcast at the same time, they could be looking at me and going like, well, who is this guy and why should I even bother listening to anything he has to say? Yeah. So um, I'll give you my background, my intro first, and then we'll okay. get into what you're saying, which is, you know, hi, everyone. My name is Mike Mataraza. I am a business and life coach for entrepreneurs and business owners. Uh, website is coachwithmike.com. Pretty easy. And um, I've been doing this for about 17 years. And before I started coaching, I, you know, had four businesses of my own. I had one in Tokyo, one in Bangkok. Uh, three, three now, but two before here in North America, um, work with Anthony Robbins. I was an executive at his company for five years and I ran his outside sales team. I trained his phone salespeople. I trained his coaches, um, and had, you know, Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins. Yeah. Tony Robbins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm the only one who calls him Anthony anymore. Just so everybody knows who you're talking. Yeah. The, Tony, the big guy. The big guy. Yeah. The big hands and all that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that was amazing training for me, by the way, because, you know, I already was a business owner and a coach, but what, you know, Tony had me doing was going to, you know, five to eight companies a week. And talking to the owners, finding out what the problems were, doing customized trainings for them. So, I mean, I did real estate, I did mortgage, I did tech companies, I went for Budweiser, I went to Pepsi, I went to Walmart, I went to, you know, investment companies, I did tons of work with uh, remodeling people, solar panel people, um, you know, roofers, plumbers, you know, that have to go in and turn business into more business. And so it was amazing because I got exposed to every kind of company there was, uh, all different personality types of business owners, all different types of problems, uh, all different sizes of companies from like five person companies to 5,000 person companies. Um, and that was an amazing five years with him. And then when I got out of that, what I realized was, you know, very, very short time, about three years I had a seminar business that I loved and I did a one day seminar for people and people really liked it. Right. Uh, but I always thought to myself, you know, everyone always asked me when they go to a Tony Robbins seminar, like what's going to happen. I'm going to go to this three day thing. I'm going to fire walk. Is it going to change me? Is it worth the money? And I always gave the same answer, which is yes, it will. The guy's great. He's a genius. And if you go to the three day thing, you will get, breakthroughs you will get some impact so tony robbins is a breakthrough type event like I, a breakthrough and, type event and i'm pretty introverted so i've never been to one of his events yeah. and i am I'll, I'll go to a conference every once in a while i just never felt comfortable going to a tony robbins event because i see what exactly. he does see i see yeah. what he does with the audience you know and stuff. it's which is great like for the people it's right for it's right for and so yeah. i always had the same answer as Go to the three days, you'll get some breakthroughs, you will come home better than you left. And if you really wanted to sink in, sign up for coaching. And I had, you know, I didn't get a commission for signing people up for coaching. I didn't, um, there was no interest, you know, personal benefit to me, but I always said to people, the event will do so much, but the event plus coaching helps you uh, really dig in really figure out where you can apply things in your life. Stay consistent and accountable until those changes are real for you and are your new normal. And I noticed that I kept saying that over and over, and that made me want to really stop my seminar business 
and start my coaching business because I love the idea of going deep with people. And I have a lot of clients like, you know, and I've been with for years and, you know, through marriages, through the birth of their children, through going from barely, you know, making any money to living their dream. And it's beautiful to go deep and watch the progress. And that's the difference with coaching. Yeah. I wanted to let everybody know too, that yeah. Mike's not paying me. I'm not getting a free no. month or I'm not, this is a, just us talking about it. And I, um, you know, I think that Mike, in my opinion, um, everybody needs a coach and really the most successful people that anyone can think of all have mentors and coaches. Even the billionaires are still collaborating uh, with people and have a coach. So it, it's, mm -hmm. it's not the exception for highly successful people. It is the norm for highly successful people to have some sure. sort of a coach or accountability some people have a mastermind group or a group set, but these people that are successful are involved in trying something, whether it's a one-on-one -on -one coach or some other sort of uh, thing. I, I haven't ever done one of these group deals to where they get a little coach on the side, they mix it all together. Um, mm -hmm. But um, for me, uh, I think that some of the things that I was having as a problem was just not, you know, we, we talked about uh, one, of, one of Mike's big deals is anchor to your dreams. Mm -hmm. And so as you get older and you go into work each day, I think one of the problems is you don't become an expert until you get older, but then after you do the same thing repetitively, it becomes monotonous. And so if there's not a dream attached with the labor, you're going to get disillusioned or burnt mm -hmm. out. And so yeah. on, on days when I feel burned out, I, as long as I'm rooted in my dream and know that my actions move me towards it, I'm, it, it's enough motivation for me to do a great job that day. You know, once the dreams are done, will I change? I don't know. Typically I, you just up the dream, you know? Um, and I will say, Mike, I've got, it'd been a long time when we first started talking and you know, this about me, my dreams had been beat down and trampled. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. people, you know, right before this started, we're talking, people will say, I don't need a coach. I'm already successful. Mm -hmm. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that almost every man has minimized his dreams or, and or given up on them. I, I, I even talked mm -hmm. to my children about this because I was like, what do you want to do right now? I've got one kid in like sixth grade, one in ninth and one in 10th grade. And I know those dreams are formed somewhere around fifth, sixth grade, you know, when, when your brain's just going nuts with what you want to do. And I can see even in my kids, how they're already starting to forget some of those things. They're starting to have, let society tell them what their dreams should be. Yeah. You know? Yep. I see it all the time, Noah. And it's amazing. And so, you know, I want to comment on a couple of things there. Uh, yep. May I share a little of your story? Do you mind? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I try to keep it a little impersonal. Then yeah, I'll talk I think about so. I mean, I, I like to, if I don't open up on here, what's the point? You know, I, I want yeah. people to know me a little bit, but yeah, go ahead. So I remember, you know, when we started coaching and it was, you know, the, the wonderful thing about you, um, by the way, as a client is that, you know, you came to me with a massive level of success. I mean, you know, I don't know what, you know, how much people know about you in the podcast, but All you're right. A very smart businessman. You had multiple businesses and multiple income streams, and they were certainly doing well. And yet, you were super coachable. There's a lot of people when they first start with me, you know, if they're in your situation, yeah, they're just like, 
you know, I hired you just to just to have a coach, but I, I just want you to know that I know everything. You get people and, like that? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and the thing is, I'm always, I always humor them. You know, I'm like, great, tell me what you know. But then right. two, three sessions in, like something will pop up and they'll have a question. Oh, well, I kind of know everything, but what about this? And I, I thought I knew everything, but what about that? And then, then we start having a real dialogue. You were coachable from the beginning. And one of the things that was happening was you you love Maui like nobody's business. You know, that is your paradise. I feel healthy in Maui. And yeah. it was one thing I like about it and, and what people may not know, it's called Roofer's Paradise because it's my version of paradise, but everybody's dreams are different. And Maui, for me, when I went, the island accepted me, as they say, and we lived there for a while. But when I think about my lifestyle mm -hmm. there, that is the best dream and version of life that I can think of. Can think of, right, which you yeah. told me. Now, here's the interesting thing. You yeah. did exactly what you described. You came to me and said, you know what, Mike, I really want to live in Bali full time. I think what I got to do is take my income. In Maui, Maui, you said Bali. Excuse me, Bali's my paradise. You're right? Bali. Yeah. Maui's your. <laughs> so I want to live in Maui full time. I'm going to start buying property and then do the, you know, the thing where, okay, I'm going to have enough property that the rental income now gives me a certain thing. And then finally I can move. And you were looking all over Fort Worth and you were looking at properties that made good economic sense, but just bored you. And that's when we started talking about, well, Nolan, why would you do that? So Anchor I was making compromises on my dream for things that right. I thought were more realistic. Right. Yeah. Which and was that was it. Yeah. And that's when, you know, we had the conversation about anchor to your dream. If you want to right. live in Maui, why would you buy five apartment buildings in Fort Worth that you now have to take care of and manage and talk about? And it makes you spend more time in Fort Worth. And right. we went back and forth on that for a minute. But then you bought your first condo in Maui. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you have a good business yeah. in, in those condos. And that business right. now is based where you want to be. It's, it's not drawing like, me back to, to where you want to be, yeah, right? To where I want to be. Yeah. And and now setting up something for your family, you know, and maybe even someday getting a farm there or whatever. But yeah. every time now you're moving, you're moving toward your dream. And I see this with so many people that I coach is that whole idea of, well, once then, once I've hit this target and that target and the other target, then I'll finally go, you know, focus on something and then I you die then you're dead you're, you die someday you yeah what was it tell the uh shark story what was it the guy oh the yeah, yeah. The there's a guy um swimming I remember there we and talked and, about this a lot yeah i've been on maui so many times you know and i like and one one thing i did want to finish with but, but my dream is to be there i'm the first generation that was not born on a farm in oklahoma and i have this really strong desire mm -hmm. to farm to to have my hands in soil and work outside doing this stuff but i'm i'm cityfied you know i was uh my, my grandfather is a baptist preacher and he surrendered to preach and came to fort worth and so i was born in a city but i feel like i should have been born in the country and and honestly i think a lot of the roofers think this too like i think yeah. that a lot of the roofers you know you have to be in these large metropolitan areas especially for roofing to make money but that's their desire is to be out in country, you know, to be well, out. This, this, actually, this actually gets me to a second thing, which is, so the first point you brought up, which is so important, anchor yourself to your dream. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Right. And don't wait, right? Anchor yourself to your dream. So, 
as you're building your business. So you got your condos while you were still handling your roofers business. It wasn't like one thing happens after the other. And now you're getting pulled more and more toward your dream. The second thing that I see with a lot of people that I coach is they actually think they're business owners and they're not. What they are is very advanced self-employed people. Right. And that's a big ego. I did a, I did a podcast about this. And, and with oh, a roofer, you? yeah, are you a contractor or are you a company? And right. so people right. call me. Right. And so they might be a contractor or a subcontractor, then a contractor, then a general contractor. But only once they attain hire, I don't care if they have a corporate document that says they're a company. They become a company with proper processes, methods, branding. Yes. yes. Uh, and, 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 with, and that's yeah, without well, that, you can't, they you can't, can't move be. to the next level, really. No, and that's the thing. You say people want to be in the country. Well, you know, what lets you be in Maui is the, the first thing that I always say with people is I look at them and I go, do we have systems, processes, procedures, people right. in place? Like, what have we delegated to another person? What kind of software are we using to track all your projects? Are there standard operating procedures? Because those are the things that allows someone to be a true business owner. And the only measure of being a true business owner, there's just one measure. Can you go somewhere for two weeks, not answer your phone? And when you come back, everything's fine. And you have more money in the bank than when you left. I don't, right? That's I, it. I honestly don't know if I can say that entirely because I still sell. Really? Yeah. I mean, no, I think you can, but okay. Mike, my, my business would still be fine with the same income, but I would have ceased sales during that time frame. Currently. Oh, yeah. Current. So that's the one. That's so one the of the reasons thing. I like to go to Maui is because I have a house there and I still can mm-hmm. work a little bit, but I'm, right. but I'm a little bit different. And I know all business coaches teach this and I'm not discounting it. I think, but I, I, prefer to stay hands-on to have very good profit margins and not have any concerns at all. There may be a day where this changes for me, but I still stay pretty hands-on, but I'm very. And here's the thing on that. That's what I was going to say is at that point you have choice. Yeah. Because I I work with a lot of people like yourself that they build their business with their bare hands. They don't necessarily want to leave it. They it's like seeing time. the supervisors yeah. every day. They, yeah. they enjoy their team. They actually love their people and their secretary and their assistant. They enjoy going into the office, you know? So it's not like, okay, now your business owner, just bail on your business. Some people want to do that. They want to travel the world, do whatever it is. Some people say, hey, this is my family. These people are my family. I, I'll I want probably to do some of that later. I I'll, I'll, I want I do want to tell that shark story though. Oh, okay, yeah, tell the shark story. So, but I was going to say know. one thing. Um, I do want to have because of that agrarian backs, you know, whatever I, in my in my DNA. I do want to have. I'm looking to have two to five acres or more up country in right. Maui. That's north side up Haleakala, but um, and have an orchard or you know, and a absolutely farm. no reason you've gotten everything else you've wanted there. Yeah. No reason you won't get that. Probably thing. do that, you know, eventually, but yeah, so uh, mm-hmm. pretty soon. But um, so that part of it, and I, I want to say something else before the uh, shark story. So we were we were talking about it. Mike was trying to say, Hey, Nolan, don't give up on your dreams. Like, why are you compromising basically? And he wouldn't say, like, Mike's much more eloquent than I am. I'm pretty uh. 
direct and straightforward, but I, I was essentially compromising, bending to what public, what people said, what mm-hmm. I thought was reasonable, not what mm-hmm. my dreams were. And, and right. the, tr- the truth is the investments in Maui paid way better. I mean, levels of magnitude better than what I would have bought here. Um, and yeah. it was ludicrously better anyway. I was just, there was just fear there. And then I was compromising with what, what other stuff enters my head through fear or you know, society norms, whatever I was going on. And then the other thing that happened, and and when I talk of mm-hmm. when I I had a lot of stuff going for me when I met with Mike, but it wasn't working for me, and I wasn't uh, nearly doing nearly as well. And one thing that you said that you may not remember was that I had a buddy. You you remember it, but I had a buddy there that was very successful at condo mm-hmm. uh, vacation rental management. And you said, Nolan, your job today, and frankly, you don't do this much anymore, but I, I've done most of those little chores you gave to me early on. But mm-hmm. um, if I get too far off, Mike, you'll say something. No problem, no problem. You have a, you have a, you know, something to do over the weekend. But this, this week, Mike said, Nolan, before next week, I want you to ask Josh for help. You're a grown man and it's okay to ask for help. Ask him specifically to help you learn how to buy a condo and rent it out. Cause I, but you know, and, and people can say, Oh, that's not, you know, Nolan, I could have done that easy. Well, I hadn't done it though. I was 45 years old. I had not done it. So. And, and that's the thing. Why would anybody do their first thing without mentorship? You know, people that say, Oh, I know how to do that. Sure you do. But you also don't know what you don't know. And if you got a guy like Josh, who's done this for, you know, more than a decade, what tiny little distinctions it was great he had yeah. that could save you this much money here and that much money there, make the process faster, tell you the condo that you thought was good is actually no good because of the area or the location in the building, things you might not have thought of. He shot of. me straight through the it's, process. Yeah. He, he was my yeah. Hanai family. If anybody's been on an island, a Hawaiian island, like no one has family. So he invited uh my 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 family and over to his family's house for thanksgiving the first year we were on maui so he was a friend of mine it was fantastic working with him he said yes nolan i'll help you and the rest is kind of history on it the shark attack story i'll tell that one real quick but a guy was uh and this happens a lot because we watch people as someone who rents out the condos to people i see people come to live their dream you know, mm-hmm. and, and I and I feel like I have a really good uh, barometer on this. And people come and they live their dream over. I mean, as little as two days, Mike, three days, mm-hmm. seven days, ten days. I won't go for less than like two weeks. I just won't step mm-hmm. foot on the island because I can't. I can't unwind. And like no In one ever stays. Time, yeah. yeah, no one ever stays for two weeks. But they're there and they're running that rat race and they're in there for their dream vacation. And so this guy that was a doctor that worked his whole life, and I and could you imagine, and I think most of the roofers can uh, go with this. My life didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to. I was going to go get uh, a degree from a college, but I got a kick mm-hmm. in the ass by a stepfather and a road to hard knocks education. And so mm-hmm. most of the guys that I work with got some, they've got their story, hard knock story. But this guy had done everything right. He was a doctor. He had a, He'd done everything he was supposed to do. He was 60 something years old and he was on Maui and he went for a swim. 
<laughs> and so <laughs> Maui, uh, one thing about Maui is that like there's more shark attacks than any other U.S. soil, by the way. Yeah. Uh, they have a, we have the tiger shark there, which has more uh, pressure bite per square inch than any other shark. So they can chomp through sea turtles uh, shells, uh, right. which is the number one diet. Um, so, and sometimes when we're out there swimming around, we kind of look like, look a, like a sea turtle. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this guy's out there and it's a horrible story, but he gets chomped on and that was it. He's, he did, he's dead. So he's out there and he's thinking I made it. And I was just kind of ad libbing to Mike was well, like, Mike, this guy died. It was horrible. Like I mm. made it. I worked my whole life. I went to college. I, I went into that practice every day, six days a week for 30 years. I'm, mm. I'm about to retire. I'm going to go to Maui for my vacation. Might look for a condo or something to buy. And he gets chomped on by a shark. And the moral of the story is don't wait your whole life to live. Yep. You know, and I just want to add that and say there's a couple of things. I want to talk about being a business owner and some, give people some actionable steps on this, but the yeah. balance on that. So there's a reason that I am a business and life coach, right? And because when I first started, I was purely a business coach. I added in the life coaching for exactly the reason you're saying, which is it when it comes, when you're a business owner, any mental block you have, any emotional thing that's going on, any health thing that's out of balance in your life will affect the business. So I started coaching people on those things as well. And that's when you realize, you know, everybody has this dream usually in the future. Right. And it's like, what if you could have a lot of your dream now right. and really enjoy the journey to an even bigger dream later, right? And so a good example is a client I have who I won't name, but he's up in San Francisco and he does house flipping and his company does 50 to 60 houses a year depending. So a lot of, a lot of my clients do house flipping too, by the way. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he has a whole thing. You know, when he first started, he was a one man band. He was not making any money. And then we started coaching. Uh, first year, he did 650,000. Second year was 1.3 million. Third year was 3.2. Now he's on target for four or something this year. And, you know, he's got, he now has four project managers. He's got an acquisitions person, all these things, right? He set up a system. But the other thing is when we first started, he had crushing negative voices in his head because he'd been yeah. raised by a very narcissistic grandmother who was probably in my opinion, mentally ill and extremely critical and verbally abusive and negative. And so that was going in his head was right. affecting the business decisions you made. So I had specific exercises to do with him to actually change his thinking. And within three months, he actually had the voices out of his head. He was the happiest he'd ever been. The most clear minded had challenges with his wife. So we talked about their relationship and their communications issues. And we fixed that. Now they're on their fourth kid. Right. Yeah. Um, we, you know, all these things, when they talk about, you know, living heaven on earth, it's not, it's not just about, for example, getting to Maui or getting to Bali, which is amazing, but it's about how do I make my life amazing as I'm going to my ultimate dream. So he, this client, you know, we, we built a whole company for him. We dealt with his marriage stuff. We dealt with his, uh, you know, internal dialogue stuff. He didn't feel healthy. Now he works out and he's jacked. He looks like he should be a fitness model. We dealt with that. And he's got a company that it only takes him 15 hours a week to run. And this is when I knew everything was great. He called me up one session. He says, uh, he says, well, I got invited to a meeting 
by my company. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, my team saw that the company was having a problem. They decided there needed to be a meeting to fix the problem. They set up the meeting for themselves. And then someone's like, oh yeah, we should probably invite the boss. <laughs> and I'm like, when you're an afterthought because your company is fixing its own problems, you know, you made it, right? So now he only works about 15 hours a week. He right. um, plays with his daughter in the pool a lot. He is, just got his helicopter pilot's license. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Marriage has never been better. Now, yeah. like you, he has an ultimate dream of, you know, going to another place and all that. But it's also, his life is also amazing now as he's going towards his dream. Right. Right. So we want to do both. And he's a true business owner. Like he can leave and people almost don't notice. Right. But they, but they also like it when he's there. Right. So that's what we want to achieve is life balance, functioning business, uh, a true business that you can leave and it still makes money and always keeping an eye on what's my ultimate dream. Wh where am I going? So um, you're, you have a degree in psychology, right? Mike? Yes. Yeah. So, so for me, I've read everything from, uh, what was it? James Allen as a man thinketh to, Oh, great know, book to, to Napoleon Hill and all the stuff up. Mm -hmm. And I've even read some like, you know, I think 10 X with Grant Cardone. So, I've read all that stuff, the secret and all these things. And the problem with all of that stuff is that, you know, like the secret type stuff, like just visualize positively and everything will be fine. There are psychological problems with mm -hmm. everybody on mental mm -hmm. block. Everyone has mm -hmm. something, some people sure. more than others. For sure. But when I'm compromising to buy um, a 20 unit apartment com complex to try to get forced equity out of it, with no cash flow for a dream stuff. Yeah. And it just, those are mental blocks that, and problems that I've got psychologically, even the most minor stuff, right. That I've got to deal with. It's like, Nolan, you think you need to do it this way to be able to live your life. And then there's always that trade-off time to get here. The problem is right. the time starts here and then this stays here. You never really get in the time just goes away. Mm -hmm. And then you never make it to the promised land or the dream or, Whatever. Well, that's, that's the other thing is you're right. You know, time flows through your finger. It's like money. If you, if you give people money and they have absolutely no plan for their money, it just gets spent. Right. And it just, it just happens. I had a client, my first ever client made $50,000 a month as a real estate broker. And like when, and he was, he was basically couldn't figure out why there was no money in his bank account at the end of why there's no extra. Right. And it was like, we had him wander around his property and he found a third garage that he had forgotten <laughs> that he had. And there was a Mercedes E-Class in it on a $1,500 a month lease that he'd also forgotten about, right? Like money just goes and time is exactly the same. It's one of the reasons, like when I work with people, I do a six month plan and I go, what are your goals for your health, your business, your finances, your relationship six months from now? What is your vision statement? If you woke up six months from now and your life was perfect, what would it look like? So we know what we're going for. And then we do, so every month with my clients, I go, okay. And I do this myself, by the way. If I didn't do it, I would not be as effective in my own life. What is this month about? So like we're in May at this point. What is the month of May about, Mike? What do you want to achieve by the end of this month that moves you closer to your six-month goal? And of course, my six-month goal, hitting that moves me closer to my ultimate dream, right? 
Right. And then, okay, great. So you know what you want to get done this month. What's this week about? And then I use, I use Trello to keep track of all that, which is an online, uh, basically thing where you can create lists and boards and it's very easy to just see what needs to happen in your life. And that way, when I wake up, you know, I know what are the most important things for me to get done even that day. And you're that way I'm always moving forward. And, uh, then the next thing is, you know, going to be a full-time writer because I've got uh, two books of short stories I'm working on. And then people say, well, what's your goal there? And I said, well, you know, I want to win the Nobel Prize for literature. And everyone just goes, what? Yeah. You're not <laughs> supposed to say that. You so can't there's say a, that. Yeah. I, 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 was I, like, I, I use this quote on, I've used it on a couple of podcasts lately, but uh, that Mike, is it Michael, is it, I can't remember his name right now. Life, the uh, psychologist named, last name Jordan. Jordan 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 B. Peterson. He basically says, like, irregardless of what's going to happen with those books, you're on the road. He said, get on a road and start going down that road. Right. Because if you think you might like it at all, even if you get off the road, at least you've traveled somewhere. You have progress that's been made. So I tell people this all the time. True. So true. Because I've got these guys on here that are roofers and they're like, I've never done a podcast before. I said, but you're doing something something's going to come of it. And I said, you innately know that something good will come of the podcast. Even if the podcast itself doesn't do anything for you directly, you're moving down a road that's positive and it's going to have a positive influence on your life. Just because, oh, yeah. same thing and with the have, book writing, you know, whether you get the noble, you know, whatever, you, whether well, you get a, that's, you're exactly right. I'll enjoy the process of it. Right. No matter what, no matter but what. it's also, you know, that is a real goal. And, and it's funny because people in the face of a goal like that, people look at you. Everyone looks at me strangely like you're not. Supposed it sounds to funny. It sounds funny because we're not used to hearing it. But yeah, sure. Why not? You're not, you're not supposed to say something like that out loud. I'm it. like, look, <laughs> I'm a great writer. I've already yeah. researched. I've already researched who wins, what right. they've written, how you get nominated, what right. kinds of things that they look at. And I'm like, you know, my writing's great. Plus, I'm looking at how the whole thing works. Right. Why not? You know, and um, it is with roofers even. I like to get people uncomfortable out of the box. If I was coaching a roofer, one of the very first things I would do, I just did this with a realtor and it skyrocketed her conversion. And I said, you need to write a book. And she goes, oh my God, I don't know how to write a book again. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not, we're not writing the great American novel. We're going to write something that's a PDF file And it says, you know, four things you need to know when buying your first home or, you know, in her case, in in the South Bay, because it's different buying a home out here because the homes out here are in the millions. You know, I not my particular home, but the homes that we're next to. Right. I was going to be like, I could never have my coach me if he lives in a multimillion dollar house, but I live in a great place. Um, But the point being, you know, four things you need to know when buying a house in this area. And then we went online, we found some way to design a beautiful cover and then it became downloadable. But in her case, it's like how many realtors have a book and it just made her look like an expert and it made her stand out when people are like, well, this realtor seems really good, but this realtor seems really good. I've I've researched, you know, I went online to look and everybody seems very nice, but this lady is an author. It helps. It helps. I, I, I would do that with roofers yeah. too. Yeah. I, I so, so speaking of that, so what are some things like that you think that 
what are one or two things that uh, somebody could do today, you know, just to improve, I don't know, them, them getting progressing faster towards their dreams or living in the dream or whatever you want to call it. Paradigm. Yeah, I, I, I can tell you, listen, I can tell you something that if the, if, if everybody listening to this podcast does it and you actually do what I say in the next however two three minutes that i'm going to say this i will absolutely guarantee you that at a minimum your income will go up 30 percent if you do nothing else than this this year and that's the first thing is make a plan you know i have a template that i send everybody 180 day plan why do i pick six months six months is a long enough time that you can get very substantial things accomplished but it's a short enough time that you cannot sit on your butt. It's not like an 18 month plan where you're like, oh God, I have a year and a half to get there, right? So is it like a business plan or some a different? No, plan? okay, different plan. Yeah, it's uh, very simple. Four pillars of life, health, relationships, meaning friendships and romantic, um, finances and business. What are my goals in each of those four areas? What are my top five action steps to making those goals happen? you know, getting there in six months. Right. And then what's my vision statement? If I did all these things and I woke up six months from now, obviously I'm not quite living my ultimate dream. But if I did all this and I opened my eyes from the time I opened my eyes till the time I went back to bed, what would my life be like? What would my bank account look like? How would my business be running? What would my health be like? What would my relationships be like? What would I be doing with myself? Right. Right. And so the first thing is you get that mapped out that alone is going to help because now you actually know what you want um then you want to get some kind of uh weekly and monthly plan like i talked about now i use trello and every month i go what is my month about you know what do i need to get accomplished this month to move me forward towards my six month goal then what is my week about okay out of all the things i want to accomplish this month how do I want to move my health, my relationships, my finances, my business forward this week? So mm -hmm. that if I have a great week, I'll, it'll move me toward a great month, which moves me toward great six months. Then last thing, get some kind of accountability. Now, obviously I'm biased. I think accountability plus coaching, right? Because if you have someone like me, they're not only holding you accountable, but they can also give you advice and tips and see what you got. You're going to miss, they're going to miss what's really going on. In my opinion, yeah. I say if, if anybody yeah. listens over 35 and they're not on that road, hardcore or compromise yeah. their dreams that they had before something's off that they need to they get. Yeah. But if they do that, if they make the map, if they right. set their objectives for the month, if they set their objectives for the week and they get some kind of accountability, it could be hire someone like me as a coach. It could be get together with a group of a couple of friends and every week you have a meeting and talk about what you got done and what you didn't so that right. after a while you get embarrassed to make excuses. If you keep excuses, keep popping up, you're like, man. System. Right. But you need something. I, I swear, if you just do that, 30% increase minimum in your income. If you get accountability plus coaching, probably 50% increase in your income because now you're actively looking at what you're doing and making changes. Had a, um, another one of the Jordan Peterson things was he's, he had a little clip that came up that said, if everybody looked at themselves in the mirror today and said, yeah. 
what are you doing wrong? He said, you all know what you're doing wrong. You know what you're doing wrong. Ask yourself and then correct that thing. Mm -hmm. And um, hey, I, I was watching a little clip on Instagram with him on it. And I was doing too much screen time. Like, uh, so I haven't been on, I haven't been on any social media for the last few weeks. And I started reading about, you know, I got into all this health stuff and biohacking and, and, by, and I feel vastly better, but that was something I was doing wrong was just coming home, watching Netflix or looking at Instagram for an hour and, you know, 90 minutes goes away or right, something right. like that with, with what free time I have. But that was a cool thing, um, mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So, so I, I want to point out something to people too. And I don't, Mike's been living this way for a long time. So I'm, I, I've got this nice set here, uh, but I'm inside an office inside a major metropolitan area in Fort Worth off of a busy street. Mike has right. got <laughs> popcorn ceiling there above him, but he's in off the beach. Like there's literally sand out his front door and yep. he's living. Uh, so he is practicing what he preaches uh, oh yeah, I mean, it, it's I, I have to say, me and and it's also who you surround yourself with. You know, one of the things that I absolutely uh, just plugging in here. There we go. One of the things that I absolutely love is you know peer peer group is so important. And I I live in a beautiful building. It's a it's sort of yeah, it's a resort building uh, in my town, and it's actually the only building that's built on the sand. Right. And so you, it is true. You, like you walk out of my place, you walk a hundred feet down the hallway and then there's a stairway and you open the door at the bottom of the stairway and you are on the beach. It's amazing. Right. And I'm lucky enough that I have a, um, a lot of, you know, I'll just say a lot of extraordinarily successful people live here. Right. And so I'm surrounded by a friends group. I have about 30 neighbors that are friends of mine that are, you know, all entrepreneurs, all going after it, very positive. Uh, we all share with each other. One of our neighbors just started a business. Literally, I've been at her house. Barry has been at her house. Daniel's been at her house. Stan Stanley's been at her house. Uh, Jan has been, at, you know, everybody's like, oh, I know how to do something that'll make you more successful. Oh, I'm going to show you something with your marketing. Oh, I'm going to do this. Like all of us are determined that she wins. Right. Right. And it's like, how great to be surrounded by that because none of us need to do that. We're all making our own money, but we right. care. We care about each other and we swap tips constantly. Um, you know, one of my neighbors is probably one of the best tax lawyers in the country and he's a genius and he's constantly like, Oh no, here's how to structure yourself. Here's how to do like free advice over beer. And you know, instead of $450 an hour advice, uh, my life, my life changed that. a lot when I, I mean, I'm careful, the company that I keep and it changed dramatically yeah. <clears throat> when I was also, very serious on. about that. No, when it just being very yeah. serious about the company that I keep, you know, and, and I'm not, I mean, I'm way past the years of hanging out with somebody that was partying or something like that, but I'm just talking about yeah anybody that I hang out with at all outside of business. It's a social situation. Very careful about those relationships in the last yeah. four years or so, but anyway, yeah. And, and I'm getting there. So, so I got another couple of questions before we wrap everything okay. up here. Um, so what holds most people back from living? I'm going to say in the dream, in that paradise. So what, if it's roofers paradise, like what holds people back from living inside of it and, or getting there? 
Okay, that's a, oh God, that's such a good question. All right. Yeah. What I love about that, I'll try to make my answer concise, but uh, really two things. One is they treat a dream like a dream. Right. Right. So, so like when I want the Nobel Prize, getting, really, getting there is the problem, right? Getting there. Right. Getting yeah. there. So like with me, everything I've always wanted, I've done. You know, I wanted to work for Tony Robbins. I did. I wanted to have a, you know, seminar company. I did. I wanted to switch to coaching. I did. I wanted this. I did. You know, I wanted that house. I bought that house. You know, it was like those kind of things. I was 215 pounds, which I could pull off because I'm 6'1", but I wanted to be 190 and jacked. And so I did that, you know, like I lost all the weight and really gotten in, in you know, in my late uh, 40s and the the better shape than when I was an athlete in my 20s, right? So I don't treat dreams like dreams. I just treat them like that's what I'm going to do. Right. That's my plan. So first off, don't treat a dream like a dream. Really do it. Right. The second thing is that people don't, what holds people back is they don't, um, they don't, they don't take inventory and clean up. Right. So it's kind of like what you said with, with coaching. Part of what happens with people is when we do our process of what are your goals in these areas? What are the top five things you need to do to accomplish these goals? What's your dream life? We also look at what's in the way. Right. Is it psychological? Is it physical? Is it some routine you have in your life that's, you know, getting in your way? Let's clean all that up. And then the last thing is the people that maybe are doing what I'm saying, those, you know, that they actually go, no, it's not a dream. It's my real goal and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then they look at, they make a plan and look at what's in the way. They make the mistake of doing it alone. And the problem is, you know, as Napoleon Hill says, your thinking can only give you your thinking, right. right? So you might be really, really smart. The one thing you're not is objective. You know, I always say the reason Tiger Woods pays his coach $6 million a year, Tiger's the better golfer, for sure, or else his coach would be a billionaire. But the coach can sit on the sidelines and go, you know, Tiger, when that drive fell short on the fairway, I noticed you had your left foot twisted out and that's become a habit for you. We got to change that. We're going to put a brace on your foot during practice. We're going to turn that back in because you're unconsciously doing it and it's costing you yardage. Right. And he sees that one thing, but then tiger wins the next match and the next match and gets more endorsements and more money. Right. Tiger couldn't do that for himself. He's too busy actually playing the game. As a golf. coach, he has a coach, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. And so, so people have a trouble uh, looking at what they do. I, I personally had to get rid of some toxic relationships. Um, hmm. And there was multiple ones from uh, blood related family to business associates and friends and things over the years, you know, all of it. And I still have family that is friends and other people, but there was some that were overly toxic that prevented me from, you know, uh, yeah, I guess I, I, I allowed those the relationships to, to hold me down, you know, and they will sap your energy. They, they, will. oh my gosh, they will. Yeah. So, yeah. The, um, <clears throat> so I, I think that, um, a lot of the roofer, I'll give you a, a Texas roofer dream. Okay. So okay. now as people change, the dreams grow and most people that mm -hmm. haven't started down the road of getting one of their dreams, they really haven't experienced their dreams really like go 10 times bigger 
than they thought they were going to go. But if you live in Dallas-Fort Worth or Houston or Austin or San Antonio, one of the big cities in Texas, the dream is to have a nice big home here, either in the city. In Texas, we need more square footage, so like 4,000 square foot range. And then you want a nice car, in, in a roofer's case, a truck, like an F-250, maybe a boat or even a lake house. And then, oh yeah, I got, my neighbor has one. It is gorgeous, man. Hundred thousand dollars he spent on this. Thing. Well, y'all don't have trucks there in California, Mike. Oh. Like we got trucks here in. Oh Texas. no, this one. Yeah, this one. He's he's from uh, Oklahoma, and man. Oh, this okay. is his oh, he's baby. got he's got credibility then. <laughs> takes up takes up two and a half parking spaces for gosh mm-hmm. sake. But yeah, go on. There you go. Yeah. So and then and then that's the original. That's the that's the thing you need to start with. Besides your business churning out money, and then you want two hundred acres, out of town so this is the first dream where you can shoot deer uh shoot your guns and take your atvs your polarises and all you know you've got all your hookup you've got your guns buried some stuff done you've got some uh, bug out crud in a house and all that it's all set up out there you might even tend to some uh head of cattle you know something like that so that that's and it's a good dream and by the way it's a uh it's a dream that i heard growing up and i have tons of friends that have this dream like this is uh and, i mean it's a fine dream it's a good yeah. dream it's a good dream and i've got a friend right now that just bought 200 uh, uh just over 200 acres just an hour and a half outside of uh fort worth so mm-hmm. down uh down jacksboro highway but um so yeah that's that and that's a great dream and, and if that's all it was it'd be fantastic and then some people want to retire to that and other people do not some people want to come to the city and work and then go out. A lot of the roofers too, Mike, will end up uh, doing, um, they'll end up working a storm. So if they're from a major metropolitan area like Dallas, Fort Worth, they'll go run a storm in Fort Collins, Colorado, or they'll run a storm somewhere in Brevard County, um, Palms, you know, Palm Beach or somewhere in Florida, and then they'll get a second home there. The one thing I can say, and see if this applies known to you, roofers, this yeah. is one of the things that I would think roofers, a lot of them that I work with, roofers, remodelers, um, builders, they're, you know, they're still in that fee for service mentality, even when they're really rich and successful. It's like, I build you a home, you give me money. I replace your roof, you give me money. And by the way, that's fine if you want to be self employed and have a trade. I think that's really honorable. I mean, that's, most As opposed to what? What else are they supposed to do besides trade service for money? Yeah. Well, yeah. if you want to think like an entrepreneur and you want freedom and you want, you know, five times the money you're making now and you want to achieve your dream while you're young, then you think of yourself differently and you go, yes, I am a roofer. This is my trade. I understand it. I know where to get materials. I know how to do a good build. I know how to do these things. But my job now is to create systems. I'm a business person. And what a business person does is they create a system that runs without them. So let right. my, my client in California is a perfect example. He and his wife, when we first started, were, they were broke. But you know, in the first year we worked together, they made the 650000 But that was still them going and looking at houses and him going and talking to the contractors and her physically going to the place and uh, looking at what kind of design they could do, right? 
And then we dug in and we created standard operating procedures. Oh, if it's this kind of house, here's the sort of design we could do. If it's this kind of house, we could do this. And then we got project managers hired. And then we got an acquisitions person hired. And then we got software so that he can just go on his computer and see what's happening with every project in real time and not have to make all these so phone calls. It's more right? possible for this to happen with a roofer. In fact, a lot of roofers yeah. get into roofing because of all the problems with the general construction of building a house, right. remodeling. There's so many, if they, if they have a roof, they can go bid the roof. They can send out a crew, have, have a foreman out. Right. And the deal goes, if, as long as they trust their product and their uh, sub crews or subcontractors, so, it so goes pretty, pretty streamlined. Is, yeah. You know, as a roofer, you're going, you're going like, how do I create my business? How do I get the best marketing I can possibly get? The best crews I can possibly get? How do I look at the projects without having to make a dozen phone calls? My job is no longer to be a roofer. My job is to be the owner of a roofing company I that I created yeah. and that should run almost without me. And then, then you get your dream in your 40s. Right. or even your 30s, you know, however fast you can set that up. But most, most roofers that, get some time off too, Mike. So like there'll yeah. be an off season, like, and a lot of guys can leave during like January, February, because it's just too mm -hmm. cold to roof. Like if they're purebred yeah. roofers, they're not removing ice dams or. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, they, they can, they can literally leave for a couple months and just go, and there's like almost no business there. So some, depending on how far up North they are, depends on how long the season goes. Some guys will supplement some other, other building trades during a cold season to keep right, right. coming up. But honestly, for the roofer, it'd be better for them if they made so much money that they plan this and they're like, I'm a little involved these 10 months out of the year. I've got it more systematized. I'm a company by definition and in the two months out of the year, I'm clean checked out because I made so much money and I afford myself these two months. I go from Indiana to Florida yep. during this time of year and I'm done. And I come back on this day and I've got my foreman to take care of things or my estimator. I, I used to do, I used to do the exact same thing with my seminar company. Hmm. I would throw three to four seminars a year, yeah. but you know, for obvious reasons, December and January are not the greatest time to have a seminar on sales and business because yep. people are all everywhere. So December and January, I was like, great, you know, but the main thing I'm trying to get across is stop thinking of yourself as a tradesperson, mm -hmm. a hands-on tradesperson and start thinking of yourself as the owner of a roofing company, which should be a system that you design either on your own or with help from a coach that ultimately runs almost without you. Right. And gives you, you know, then it gives you options if you want to go to the job site, because that's an enjoyable way for you to spend your day because you like being around job sites. Go. I'll but tell also, a story here real, if you want. I'll tell a story here real quick so that okay. so people clue in a little bit to this. So I've helped a ton of roofers over the years because I own a marketing company. But um, yeah. one of the most successful guys I ever had, it was like a meteor. I mean, he rose so quick after doing everything. But he didn't treat it like a roofer because most, and when, when, when Mike's talking like that, he doesn't mean it like that because most roofers don't ever actually roof a home. There are very few roofers who are tradesmen. So they're not, okay. that it's, it's the one, it's the one out of all of them, most like an HVAC plumber, uh, sheetrock, dry, you know, all those guys almost all started because they were 
performing the service as a tradesman. The roofer almost always is a salesperson or an entrepreneur, almost right. And right. so people that are builders get into roofing because it's better profit margins and, and easier. Mm-hmm. People that are uh, real, uh, realtors get into roofing because they watch it and they go, ah, oh, this roof got put on one day. This guy made like 7,000. How much? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so th- they get in because of that. And then they also get in because they're literally the CPA or the finance guy. And I literally signed up. So this week I signed up a guy that was an insurance estimator for 12 years, started his own company. He's killing it. And he just signed up and I signed up a, a, a finance guy. So a guy, personal finance guy, hated personal finance, but must've had a, I didn't ask him, but I know he must've had a client that was a roofing company making a ton of money. Um, right. My CPA uh, talked about how much roofers made shocked at it. So a lot of times these guys, they'll come through that category. And, but my most successful client that took off was a CPA that got sick of it, whose dad was a minor like private equity guy, like they bought some small companies. And mm-hmm. he did when he was a kid, he was sick of being a CPA, they bought a roofing company and went, oh, and I mean, they went up, it was ludicrous. He does millions in that profit per year, but he's a CPA. He's not a roofer. Yeah. You know, he never, he never came into it like a roofer or that thought process. He developed he systems. a business. He yeah. bought a business. He treated it like a businessman and he was hardcore about marketing and just getting everything done. And I, you know, he didn't enter it from door knocking, from sales, from anything else. And I have a lot of respect for the guys that enter from door knocking, but this guy didn't hit it that way. And he made is to my knowledge, he makes more money faster. He called me within six to seven months to start and say, Nolan, if I don't net a million per year off of what I'm doing, I'm doing something wrong. And then it just went and it kept going. I love this guy. And I haven't talked to him in a long time. I got six or so got about three texts and about three calls gushing over how much money he was making. And then people get cocky and I didn't hear from him anymore, you know, but I, I, I you know, people get his head's probably like out to there now, but, yeah. Um, but yeah. And then I've got other examples of that to where they are business people and everything's analytical, you know, and, and what I do, I notice people come through and they'll make rational decisions on who, how they sell or what material they use, or their job costing for a job, which actually roofers are pretty good at job costing because if they don't get that down, they go broke. Um, each job is important, how much profit, and they also have to pay their salespeople based upon the profit of the job. But when it comes to marketing, they'll just throw all logic out the window and just start talking to a salesperson on mm-hmm. the phone. Um, but the CPA didn't, doesn't do that. The finance guy doesn't, you know, they, they don't yeah. do that. So, and that's the thing because he thought he bought a business. You know, yeah. he's constantly thinking, how do I replace myself? My job is to run a company, not to be part of the company, you know? Yeah. And wow. so when, you know, we get back to what you were saying with the dream of a lot of roofers to have the house, to have the acreage, to have all those things, the best way to do it is, you know, think of yourself as a business owner and exactly like this guy did. How do I optimize my marketing? How do I optimize my sales? What can I do for like every part of that business? You go through it and go, how do I make it better? And then once it's great, how do I expand it so I can do more? And then it's like, how do, when you finally get it there, how do I get myself out of here? How do I make sure that the business likes me, but it doesn't need me? I kind of said that to my client in San Francisco. The great thing is you're at a place where your business likes you. They want you to come to a meeting. 
they feel like you should be included because after all, you are the boss. Right. But if you don't show up, nobody's really going to care. This guy's they're gonna, they're gonna fix this thing themselves. That's the guy flipping tons of, I mean, lots of homes every single month, right? He, he's flipping. Yeah, a house. yeah. I mean, he's got, you know, I think, I think he's going to have a $750,000 quarter, you know, yeah. he's got, you know, he's doing uh, really well. And, um, and a lot of it was, and again, this was in coaching when he first started because he felt low about himself. He said, well, I'm going to do luxury homes. I'm going to be the guy that flips multi-million dollar homes because he thought, yeah, you know, God do big things so I can tell everybody I'm doing big things and money. Yeah. But I said to him, you know, your market doesn't want those homes. Your market doesn't want two and a half million dollar homes. They want 500 to $700,000 homes. He goes, well, that's not prestigious, right? Because he was coming from his wounded psychology of like, I've got to be the big guy. I've got to be showy because he'd been ground down by his parents and his grandmother so hard. But when he snapped out of that, he's like, well, I don't care about two and a half million dollar homes. I care about having a business that makes me millions. And if people want $500,000 homes, that's what I'm going to do. And he snapped out of it, started making better decisions, you know, and now he's a helicopter pilot living in a, you know, 6,000. I love the helicopter pilot thing. I mean, it's it's, uh, always a cool dream. I don't think I'd do it because I I don't think I'd want to fly a helicopter, but I love, I love the dream. You know, I love the idea. Oh yeah. Well, I guess, you know, if I had to leave everybody with something because of the coaching stuff, it's just that coaches are vital. I, I speak with Mike once a, once a week. It keeps me on track. A couple of weird things were off for me, um, like not knowing what to do with money once I had it. And if I didn't have a plan, I wasn't motivated enough to proceed further and to do it. So, And, and it was crazy what happened because I didn't change too much stuff, you know. But I did get more involved in my business. Mike, Mike would like to see me less involved in the business, but I'm just not ready at this point in time. And I understand that, you know, I'm just not ready as you love your businesses. Once I'm in, you know, yeah, I, 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 there will come a time. There will come a time I'm working on it. You know, I'm working on certain things. I still have this vision of you in a straw hat and shorts, giving me a papaya or a pineapple. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I want to have a lychee orchard with some apple bananas on the side, work in the soil every morning as the sun comes up. And uh, work in the soil every night as the sun goes down or sip, you know, or sipping some coffee and uh, settling into circadian rhythm there in Maui and uh, hanging out with uh, other Maui farmers. It's a very privileged place to be a farmer. I can tell you that like a very, very cool place to be a farmer. So and what I'll say about coaching is a few things. One, um, well, first off, I'll I'll say this and I'll say it again before I pop off Uh, one you know, if you feel like you might want to work with me, coachwithmike.com, go there. Uh, and then when you go to my website, coachwithmike.com, you can fill out a form uh, to get a free one hour session with me. I'll get your information in my email. I'll give you a call and we can set that up because I believe that, you know, people should try coaching before they commit to it. See what it's like. So I give people a chance to work with me for an hour for free right. and um, would be happy to help you. Now, what I'll say about coaching in general, whether it's me or someone else, no matter how successful you are, don't think you're too smart for it. It's not about how smart you are. It's about how good your coach is. So if you're you know, extremely successful, make sure your coach can coach a person at your level. But listen, 
Tony Robbins has a coach. You know, I know this for a fact. Elon Musk has a coach. I know this for a fact because I know uh, the person that is. Um, yeah. And they charge a million dollars a year, I believe. Um, you know, so no one's to coaching can always be helpful if you get a coach that knows how to work with someone as successful as you. If yeah. you're a beginner and you're not getting where you want to go, going after coaching does not make you a loser. It doesn't mean you don't know what you're doing. It does not I think mean a lot of a smart. lot of guys feel that way. I mean, yeah. I was I was a home service guy too, by the way. Right. I did home security systems, but I definitely think I felt that way. So yeah, and and no, yeah. it what it means is like every other human being on the planet, you're not objective. You've got feelings about your business, you've got emotions about what you've created, you've got attachments, you can't see outside yourself. Again, you know, referencing my person in San Francisco. He didn't even realize he had low self-esteem until I told him your language about yourself is terrible. Did you realize what you just said to me right. about you? And then we dug in and got rid of it. You know, he um, didn't realize that, you know, he was selling the wrong type of home because he was very emotionally attached to his decision and therefore was not objective and didn't actually look at the market properly. So it's really just having that objective third party that cares about you but is not attached to either right. see things you don't see. And the last thing is a coach is a shortcut. You know what? You might read the books and listen to the podcast and do all the things and figure it out for yourself. You know, someone like me, I've coached over 700 people in the last 10 years, you know, all business owners, achievers, entrepreneurs is not that I'm so smart. It's just that I probably dealt with your problem already. And so I know what worked. And instead of you having to spend six months a year reading and going around and trying to figure out what works, you just have someone who goes, oh, I've heard this one before. Here, let me tell you a story. Let me point okay. you to a website. Let me give you a tool. And the coach is just a shortcut. So feel, make sure they're qualified. Um, make sure, don't feel like a loser for needing a coach. If you're not performing, that's fine. Everybody has slumps, even the best sports stars. LeBron James, for God's sake, has slumps. Right. I just yeah. want to say again, coachwithmike.com. If any of you are interested in reaching out to me, go to coachwithmike.com, fill out the form on the website. Um, I will contact you. We can do a free one hour session. I'll be happy to help. And if I don't think I'm the right coach for you because of you're in a very specific situation, I'm going to be happy to refer you to somebody. Else. Yeah. Uh, most coaches will do that, by the way, not just Mike, but this is an at will relationship for both parties, obviously. Right. Um, and I want to say again, I've worked with Mike. It's been four years now. Mike is my coach every week. I love working with him. He's been extremely helpful to me. I can't even tell you. I honestly don't want to go into all this stuff. Some of it's too personal, like I'll go into every single bit of it, but he's helped me from kind of start to finish, you know, I, from personal stuff to business stuff to life coaching, business coaching, just a little bit of everything. Um, I, I will tell you that I feel like I had it all together, but there was enough stuff missing that things had at very least, I I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty loyal guy too, Mike, as you know, by now, cause I'm still working. I mean, not, I'm sure most guys don't work for four years with somebody, but I'm the type of guy. It, it, I always say if the cake, if the cake tastes good, like mm -hmm. I'm not, I, what, what am I, am I going to change the ingredients of it? You know, it's only got like seven ingredients and I'm going to take one out. So I, I work, um, if I find a good relationship or somebody I like working with, I don't like changing that. You know, I just don't. Mm -hmm. There'll come a day where 
And I think we'll, I'll come up and say, oh, man, I've made it. It's time to not coach anymore, but I'm not there yet. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. not, it hasn't concluded yet. And by the way, it's a great road, a hell of a lot better road than I was on when I met you, right? That I'm on. Oh, now. man, I, I just, you know, <laughs> I have to say every time, because really, you know, we won't share what it is, but like the dream you told me pretty much our first session. Yeah. You have all of it except your farm, which we're now working on. Yep. And, you know, so it's it's just so beautiful. Like every time we talk, because it's like, here's a guy who's who's really doing it. I mean, he's got 80% of his dream in place with an active plan that he's working on every day to get the last 20% in place. And it's happening. And it's just so Truth uh, is beautiful from- to see him when you send me pictures of your condos. By the way, I have to tell you, uh, if you are going to Maui and you want to rent a condo, find Nolan. I guess his email or something will probably be on this podcast. Well, they are beautiful. They are beautiful. Like, I rent you them really out. have a great designer. I, yeah, I will but, have you down for a free month eventually, Mike, but I'll end up with a, I'll put you in the Ohana on the piece of land. Um, oh, there you go. But yeah, it's been a great road and, and the stuff. And, and in all fairness, my dreams stepped up a couple of times from the very first conversation. And the complaints that I have nowadays with Mike are really pretty high-end complaints, right? So yeah, I, I used to great. have, le- <laughs> I had legitimate complaints and now I got uh, first world problems every time I call uh, Mike. Which is so beautiful. I, yeah, I appreciate you. I really do, Mike. I really appreciate you. And um, you've been great uh, for me and my family and my life uh, and my business, uh, everything. So Thanks for all your help over the years and uh, hope some people I'm sure I listen, guys, in case you don't know, I, in my opinion, Mike's going to be able to help you much better. There, there's coaches specifically for roofers and all that, but I find I'd, I think Mike helped you better than just better anybody you could find, you know? So thank you, sir. All right, man, let's, let's, right. uh, let's wrap it up. That was a good one. I appreciate okay. the time. I'll, I'll call you. I'll call you next week. I'll talk to you next week. All right. 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 Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Nolan Walker here with Roofing Webmasters. Guys, we own a digital marketing agency, and I've told you that, but we have another podcast. So if you like Roofer's Paradise, be sure to check out Roofing Webmasters podcast. You can find us on any podcast platform or just search Roofing Webmasters on YouTube or go to roofingwebmasters.com. But check out the podcast for Roofing Webmasters where we really educate you about anything and everything marketing related online with roofing. Roofing Webmasters podcast. Check it out.